found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Ken Miller Show. It's a Friday edition here on 1700 KBGG. Trent Conan is uh, with me as he always is. We will talk the world of sports with you and localize it uh, the best we can right up until 2 o'clock every Monday through Friday. Two hours of sports conversation over your lunch hour, and we're certainly glad that you chose to at least spend part of it uh, here uh, with Trent and I this afternoon. If you miss any uh, portion of the show, the podcast will be available within hours of us uh, hanging up the microphone at uh, 2 o'clock. Busy show, lots to get to today. 25th anniversary of the passing of uh, Chris Street, and we will start the show with a lot of that. Andy Garman, the sports director over at KCCI, five years ago did a tremendous uh, tribute um, to the... To the event and got talked to teammates, parents. It's really, really well done, and I'm assuming it's on KCCI's website. Um, I watched it a couple of days ago, if, uh, if, as I mentioned earlier in the week, and um, it's it's incredibly well done. And if you are new to the area and you're wondering what this all is about, or you didn't catch it at the time, or whatever. Uh, somehow it eluded you. Um, all you need to do is watch that piece, and it'll just kind of, I think, emphasize and drive home the point, just what he uh, meant to to the entire state. So Andy Garman's going to lead off that uh, portion of the program. In the same segment, we will get to the first recipient of the Chris Street uh, Award uh, that is handed out annually to a member of the men's basketball team at the University of Iowa, Wade Looking Bill, uh, will join us and we'll get his thoughts um, on on the the 25 years that have passed. Uh, Wade Looking Bill, and then in the about 12:40, we will switch gears and uh, move on. And Dylan Montz will be here from the Ames Tribune. We'll preview tomorrow's Iowa State matchup. We'll also talk to Dylan about a couple of things. He was part of the Mel Kiper. Uh, press conference yesterday where they uh, asked a number of questions, but we'll tailor it to the uh, two questions that were asked about uh, Joel Anning uh, and uh, Alan Lazard. And uh, early in the week, uh, Dylan had a one-on-one sit-down, as a number of reporters did, and we probably should mention that, uh, Trent. We talked about and gave a lot of credit to Iowa for Kirk Ferentz having the annual, what is becoming an annual now, I'd like to think, right, uh, press conference to wrap up the season. We wondered why something similar wasn't done up in Ames and wished that it was. Um they, they seem to have taken a different approach to it, and I love it. I mean, a one-on-one opportunity yes, yes. for reporters where you can just keep firing questions as opposed to, mm-hmm. hey, you quit hogging this. Right. <laughs> Pass the mic over here. Um, Bertie, shut up. Right. I got some questions I, some... I want to ask. Well, and Mike Green, we're, we we would love to have Coach on, too. Well, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. we probably should have raised our hand a little bit earlier. Probably. I, I saw Mike um, in uh, in Memphis. Yeah. yeah, very nice to us. Yeah. Well, to me, I mean, you weren't there, and, yep. but if you would have been, I'm sure he would have been yes. very nice Mike, to you as Mike well. Mike is always very nice to me. Absolutely. Uh, so Dylan Montz will be here, and we'll do a lot on football, um, the, the opportunity to talk to Coach Campbell, and the opportunity to listen into a Mel Kuyper press conference, or, or not press conference, conference call, I guess, where the media fired questions, not just local. I think it was probably... You know, maybe from every state uh, that uh, that were part of this was as Kuiper yesterday came out with his first mock draft of the year. Speaking of that, Trent, just just it's it, it, it's such a um, crapshoot, quite frankly. Mel Kuiper's first overall pick to the Cleveland Browns, Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming, which I believe is laughable. A lot of people, I think that people are torn, Trent. Some take your some take your approach. I have seen some good pick. 
Good idea. Going to be a good quarterback. Now, you're clouding your vision because you watched the Hawks pound him at Kinnick Stadium to start the season. Yes, but I, I even saw him the year before a little bit. When he had his guys. Yeah, and he, he's got talent, mm-hmm. yeah, but number one overall pick, that's that's lock, stock, and barrel. you got to get a star. Mm-hmm. Like a Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Something like that. I... Not sold is where you're going. I'm not even close. It's not just the Iowa game. Well, you're not alone, and that's why I brought this up, because it's funny. Back to the, the – there's there's no definitive way of measuring it. Mel Kuyper doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. First overall. Pro football focus, it's really gaining steam. A very good site. I think they are, too. They put out their first mock. Josh Allen's nowhere to be found in the first round. Oh, not, not so in the not, first not, round. Okay. I mean, Kuyper's got him one overall. One I over- log on Pro Football Focus because you know, as an NFL fan, mm-hmm. starting to see who maybe the team that I root for might sure. be interested in, right? And because I kind of like Josh Allen, I'm looking. Well, where's got to be here? No. What do you mean he's not top fifteen? Where the hell's Josh Allen? Is this a mistake? He's not listed anywhere in the first round. <laughs> Inexact science, Trent Condon. Yes, it is. And I mean the the success rate for first rounders is about fifty percent, and then it drops from there mm-hmm. every round as you would anticipate here. I'm not a Josh Allen fan. If I was a GM, I would not be drafting him. I also wouldn't have drafted Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation for a different well, day. He, you're stuck with him. He's your, he's your quarterback. Yeah. Look, there's just, look, Ryan Pace is stuck with him. Well, true. Yeah. Well, you're a fan, so you're kind of stuck <laughs> with him, too. True. Look, John Elway's one of the best to ever play the game, right? Mm-hmm. You would think that Elway knows what it takes to play that position. Yeah. I remind you, mm-hmm. Brock Osweiler, second round. Yes. Paxton Lynch moving up into the first round to take him. Yes. Took a quarterback in the seventh round, Trevor Simeon, that nobody thought could play in the NFL, and has started a – now, I'm not saying he can, mm-hmm. but he started a bunch of games in the NFL the last couple of years. So just it's just – it's so difficult to accurately – I mean, is it Darnold? Is it Josh Rosen? Is it Baker Mayfield? Who is it? None of the above. I don't like any of these quarterbacks. I think there you are like – Rudolph? Do you like uh, – Lamar Jackson. I mean, these are no. quarterbacks that are going to be taken a lot of them in the first round, and certainly some early in the second. I I see warts. It just it's such a crapshoot. I mean, mm-hmm. you mentioned Osweiler, and I mentioned Trubisky, and it's so difficult. What isn't it better? Think of the top the top end quarterbacks in the league. Isn't it better to just every year, like we know in college football, every year you're going to bring in a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's what you try to do recruiting every year. Spend a third, fourth, fifth round pick, something like that, on a quarterback and see. Like a Dak Prescott. Yes, once every four years, if we hit on one right. of these guys, we got something. Like that sixth rounder that came out of Michigan. Absolutely. Doesn't that make more sense than you know what makes a lot investing of sense, I think, in these guys? Is when a quarterback gets to free agency. And you have to wonder why the team is letting him get the free agency in the first place. You know, a guy that's, that's, that's had gone through the growing pains of learning what it takes to play in the NFL. Uh, so in the 1 o'clock hour, we will. Uh, Paul Allen's going to be here. I, I can't wait to talk That'll to Paulie. That'll be Pauly. awesome. Yes. That's all Tom Kicker, and I'm looking forward to talking to of Tom course. as well. But Paulie, uh, I mean, he's had just, uh, he's been everywhere, Trent. Mm-hmm. Every single show wanted Paul Allen. He was on Vison, I saw. Was he? <laughs> yes. Well, good for him with Musburger and Company. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I Have just... you seen the studios? Because the South yeah. Point's your, uh, your casino there. Yes. You've seen the studios that they... It is uh, very well done. Is they, it? They did, not, they did not skimp on things. Yeah. Maybe a tiny bit smaller than I anticipated, but yeah, it's nice. It's, it's really nice. And uh, 
They did a good job. It's a cool place. Yeah, no, I've I've, I've been there once in the casino. Never mm-hmm. seen uh, never seen the an new older boat. casino. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, yeah. it's popular. Yeah, uh, we'll take a time out. When we come back. We're going to get into the uh, t- t- looking back twenty five years ago. Uh, we will be. Uh, uh, Joined by Andy Garman, he'll lead things off from KCCI. Again, did that two parts. Go to YouTube if you just want, if you've never seen it, and I don't know how I missed it five years ago when it came out. It is spectacularly well done. Uh, Andy Garman first, then Wade Looking Bill. We'll take a time out at about 1235 and bring Dylan Monson to the program as we'll switch gears to Iowa State. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday, noon to 2, talking local sports with you on 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Start spreading the news. Variety's Black Tie Gala, New York, New York, is set for January 19th. Black Tie is a gala evening emceed by Des Moines native David Anthony Higgins, known for his role in hit television show Mike and Molly. The evening features cocktails, dinner, and dancing. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at-risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us January 19th at Black Tie to ensure all children are able to reach their full potential. Get your tickets for Variety's Black Tie at varietyiowa.com backslash black tie. If your basement leaks or floods, or if you have mold, mildew, or a musty smell, call Midwest Basement Systems today to request a free basement waterproofing estimate. As Iowa's premier basement waterproofing and foundation repair contractor, Midwest Basement Systems will send one of their certified basement waterproofing specialists to visit your home and conduct a thorough inspection of your basement's foundation. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of My Pillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making My Pillow possible. Years ago, when I invented My Pillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented My Pillow. You can adjust My Pillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines. 
This is Jake Sweezy from 1700 KBGG. 94% of crashes are caused by human error. Step up and take responsibility when you're behind the wheel. Make zero fatalities your goal. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at therookiesportscards.com. My name is Natasha, and I'm with Coleman Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game, don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. See you there. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself taking you up until uh, 2 o'clock here today. In the 1 o'clock hour, we'll start things off with Tom Kicker. We'll get our last look at uh, tomorrow's 11 o'clock tip. Purdue pays a visit. Um, look, we'll see, right? We'll see. I was going over both schools. Remaining schedules. Iowa in the Big Ten. Iowa State, of course, in the Big Twelve, and maybe we should do something on that in the in the one o'clock hour if we have some trend, have some time trend. It is not going to be easy. It's not going to be. I mean, I don't. It's Iowa will win more games because of the competition. Is kind of how I was able to um, work my way through that. But we'll do that. And then Paul Allen, one thirty-five, will preview Philadelphia and the Vikings. Do the Panthers play on Sunday? They do. I want to say hopefully early. It's like 3 o'clock. Oh, God. Yeah. Right um, in the middle. Of right in the middle. So uh, potentially we'll have the NFC championship game. We will get to that. Uh, but uh, not that we don't want you and I. I mean, you and I plays here, right? Unfortunately, they just play right on top of the AFC game. You know, Bill Belichick had his press conference today. Just let me read a couple of these quotes. It's just so typical Belichickian. That should be a verb, Belichickian. Uh, do you have any update on Brady's status? Uh, we gave out the injury report yesterday. We'll update it today. Uh, having uh, not having Brady at practice has it limited your prep, uh, limited your preparation. Uh, we're going to continue to get ready for Jacksonville. 
It looks as though Brady might be a game-time decision. Today's Friday. It's just typical Bill Belichick. Unbelievable. All right, we're going to switch gears. We'll flip uh, Wade Looking Bill and Andy Garman around. We'll put Wade up first, the first uh, ever recipient of the uh, Chris Street Award back in 1993. Uh, uh, It's unfortunate that this pops up um, every, you know, every... This day, every single year, right, the 19th of January, uh, the 25th anniversary of it, uh, Wade Looking Bill joins us to talk about his teammate and talk uh, just kind of what it was like uh, back on that night um, when the team found out. Wade, thanks for coming on. How are you? Trent and Ken? I'm really good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Trent, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, let's, I guess, um, you know, what does the Chris Street Award mean to you? That you were the first ever recipient that's been handed out every single year after that. I got to assume that, um, you know, I don't know what you've won in your career, Wade, but if that's not near the top, that's got to be pretty darn close. It's been, it was, it was really special to, to be the first actual winner of the Chris Street Award. You know, it's, it's something where, you know, obviously you, you wish the, the award never even existed because then, we still have Chris with us, but um, just kind of looking back, I think it gets it gets more and more important to me every year um, that I that I have that or that I did win that, and that you know the coaches and my teammates thought enough of me to to, to give me that award. And uh, he was such a special player, such a tough kid, and, and he just he just loved playing basketball for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Wade mentioned this uh, to you last week, just kind of at the end of things, but now with more time to to expound on it. You took over in the starting lineup for Chris after the passing and the remarkable comeback the last four minutes against Michigan State at home for the first time against the Fab Five on Super Bowl Sunday and beating the Wolverines. Uh, going out there for the first time and having having to take the place of Chris Street in the starting lineup, take us back to that time period when he took the floor for the first time. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I think it was nine days um, after his death till we played again. It just was... We were supposed to play Northwestern the next night. That obviously got rescheduled, and I think it might have been Minnesota. I kind of forget now um, what the next game was. But um, so during that time, you know, so so you you bury one of your one of your best friends, one of the most well known people in the state, and and then oh by the way, your first game is is on the road at the Breslin Center that just opened I think that year, and um, Michigan State was good. You know, Eric Snow played for the Sixers for ten years. He you know, he and Allen Iverson played a lot together, and Sean Resper was on that team. Uh, Anthony Miller, Pig Miller, played for the Lakers for a while. So, you know, and, and just something where they had a moment of silence before the game, and then, oh, by the way, they, they still want to kick your butt during the game. And mm-hmm. we were lost. We were just trying to figure things out. We had practiced kind of piecemeal and here and there. Um, but I guess just to answer your question, Trent, kind of in a roundabout way, Maybe we talked about this last time, knew the last time, but um, the uh, the basketball part of thing was the the, the 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 basketball part of things. That was the easy time. So when you're playing a game or practicing, you're you're focused on that task. It just was when the game was over, when practices was over. That's when you missed your friend. Mm. Apparently, and I just learned this today in uh, in Scott Dockerman's piece of Land of Ten. He did a great job as well, and you're part of that uh, when he when he talked to most of, if not all, of the award winners. Certainly, it seems like uh, he was able to catch uh, get around everybody. Just settles who won it three times. Um, I, I guess I wasn't aware of this that that the locker Chris's locker was left intact, uh, exactly the way that it was uh, in the Hawkeye locker room. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't um, we didn't do anything to it for at least when I was there. I, I haven't been in a locker room now for a couple of years. I, I know there's a plaque outside the door right there that is really special, and that that will always be there. But we we didn't take any Christmas stuff. I, I think his folks eventually came by, maybe even that summer. Um, it, it just was it kind of added to the to the feeling of the season. It just was this eerie. You know, you you almost felt guilty for for laughing, or you almost felt guilty for having fun or mm. playing basketball. That was the one thing that he loved more than anything was was again playing basketball for the Hawkeyes. And um, even Mike Street says, you know, I think look, life goes on, and and I don't think he'd want you or want any of us or any of his teammates to kind of dwell on him not being there. But um, yeah, just with that, with the way his locker was, and it was a mess, like every college kid's locker is, and shoes and stuff all over the place. Um, but it just was, it was kind of a a reminder, but both good and bad, that that, that he wasn't, that he was no longer there. But but it was good in a way that that that, that part of his presence was still there. I want to get your perspective on this, Wade, uh, Doctor Tom. You know, a lot of people said that this changed him, but what he showed just as a leader during that time period where, I mean, it would have been incredibly easy for the team just to kind of fold up shop and and the season to be over. But you guys kept winning games, not just those two games, but came back after a short winning streak and found ways to win games and and get to the tournament. And outside of stupid Rodney Rogers, you guys would have been in the Sweet 16. (laughs) Yeah. You know, what Dr. Tom, that, that time period and what he meant running the ship? You know, he was so good looking back. I mean, we were all just kids. I mean, I, I was 23. I was one of the older players on the team. Myself and ACRO were 23. But everybody else is just a just a kid in their in their in their in their own time of life. Um, and Coach Davis was was really good. Just I think what he did better, or what he did really well, was he just let everybody kind of deal with it as as they wanted. You know, he didn't if you if you needed to take a day off from practice, you did. If you practiced for have to practice. He did. Um, he just was really good about because because everybody deals with with grief just mm-hmm. in a in in a different way. And he was really good, just kind of letting each kid because we were just young men kind of deal with it on their own. And then, oh by the way, we still had a pretty good year. You know, we were not near the team we we were, or not near the team that we would have been. Obviously, with Chris there because he was so good. But um, we just tried to make the most of it and. and he still had a job to do. He still had to go out there and, and, and try to win basketball games. Mm, the way looking, Bill, is our guest. What's um, what's kind of um, struck me, uh, Wade, is is the fact that the Chris Street, I think, realized the impact that he had on people throughout the state. I mean, there's so many pieces about signing every single autograph, and he wouldn't leave until the last autograph was signed, or pat on the head, or pat on the back has been given to some kid that or, or some family that looked up to him. Do you remember? Do you remember those um, those times that you know that um, you guys would be getting ready, everybody be ready to go, but you can't leave yet because Chris is still signing autographs. Uh, he, he must have realized the impact that he had on, on fans throughout the state i think he did i think he did i i, I think the, the the thing or one of the things that that, that separated chris from other kids or other players is that he related to everybody he related to the ceo of a company down on down to the guys just like to hunt and fish and hang out and do that stuff and and you know being from iowa 
kind of a small-town kid at first and then grew up you know, later in life in Indianola. He was an Iowan. I think mm-hmm. people really appreciated that. Now, also, also, he was extremely talented, great, great player, but he was also a really good kid and a really good person, and very rarely do you find those two that come together. You can be a really nice kid, and if you can't play, you can't right. play. But um, he was, you know, six nine, athletic. He was only twenty years old when he was killed, and just was scratching the surface of of what he could do as a player. What kind of practice player was he? Was he a guy that went hard completely from me? Whether I mean, when he was on the floor, game or practice, he was the same guy. Um, you know, go as hard as he possibly could. Is that the type of guy that he was? All the time, mm. all the time, and he would. And he would come down and he'd dunk on you and he would tell you about it running down <laughs> the other end of the court. Yeah. He'd make fun of you, you know, all in a all in a good way. Right. But I think that's what why he was such a good teammate too, is is a lot of guys in college not a lot of guys, but some guys in college get distracted, you know. They start thinking about the draft or, or, or making money, whatever their sport is, and maybe they don't focus as much on, on, on winning basketball games. And I've had teammates like that, or I had teammates like that. Um, but that never happened with Chris. You know, it was something where he wanted to play basketball for the University of Iowa, and then whatever else, whatever else happened after that, that was icing on the cake. And he just he loved putting on that uniform, and he was a competitor um, in practice, in games, uh, on the golf course, bowling alley, wherever it was. Uh, is, was he a vocal leader? What was, what was his personality like around the team? He was very much so. He would. Um, you know, every kid's different, and, and, and yep. you don't have to be a yeller and a screamer to be a leader. Not that he yelled and screamed, but he was very vocal. That's probably a pretty good word to use. And if you were dogging it in practice, he would let you know. And if you weren't doing what you're supposed to do in a game and, and, and made a mistake, he would let you know. But I, I think everybody needs – every team needs players like that. You don't need seven of them, right. but you need a couple guys that are going to say, hey, you know what, you're not doing your job, get your you-know-what in gear and, and start playing better. Hmm. Last thing for you, Wade, we, we appreciate you coming on. Um, Andy Garman coming up, who did that terrific piece for KCCI. You're part of that, too. We're going to have Andy on uh, right after uh, right after this question for you. But um, when, when somebody asks you um, your, your favorite memory, what, what's the thing that pops into your head first when you get asked about your uh, friend and teammate? I think just for, for something that was specific, and it, it turned out to be kind of our, our last night together, but after Duke, we played at Duke on a, on a Saturday afternoon, and um, um, I think we were tied at half, and they ended up beating us by eight or nine. But it was a close game. Um, Leitner was gone, but they still had Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill, Thomas Hill, mm. and Cherokee Parks was a young player on that team. But anyway, um, and we weren't going to fly out till till Sunday. So that so that night, and like all good college kids, I guess we go out kind of looking around and seeing what's going on, and. In, in Durham, North Carolina, and um, ended up at some some parties or something, and everybody just flocks to Chris. You know, it's kind of like what you talked about, whether it was no, no matter who they were or what their background was, everybody wanted to be around Chris. And, and looking back, that's probably the thing I remember most, one, because it was kind of our last night together, and two, that his last game was kind of at, you know, arguably the, the pinnacle, pinnacle or the yeah. mecca of, of college basketball was at Duke. Mm-hmm. He was the Chevrolet player of the game, and mm-hmm. I think he had 14 and 8 that day, broke the free throw record, consecutive free throw record. Yep. But that's probably the thing I'll, I'll, I'll always remember is just hanging out at Duke after the game with, with some of the 
kids on campus, and everybody wanted to be around Chris. Uh, thanks for doing this. Next week we'll uh, we'll talk basketball in the here yeah. now. But I appreciate you doing this today. Thank you, Wade. Looking, Bill. Thank you, you go guys. To the game tomorrow? Will you be at Carver tomorrow? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Good yep. stuff. How I'll many of your you teammates bet. will be there? Do you know? Quite a few. We yeah. think there's a list, maybe even forty or fifty. Wow. You know, not, not just my teammates, but but sure. also guys that, that that have played. But yeah, it, it'll be fun. It'll be a powerful day. Uh, basketball conversation next week. Promise. Okay. Thank you. I'd love to. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, Trent. Yep. Wade Looking Bill. See you. Good to talk to you. Wade Looking Bill. Uh, 40 or 50. Hawk's going to be there tomorrow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Andy Garman, KCCI, did just a phenomenal job. Just an unbelievable job on the 20th anniversary. But this piece clearly stands the test of uh, time. It's as relevant today, I'm assuming, as it was five years ago. Don't you agree, Andy? Um, You know, first of all, well, well done. Thank you for providing me uh, with a a clear insight uh, into who Chris Street was. And I appreciate that piece so much. I've watched it twice now. And I had the same effect both times I watched it. I had to reach for a clean I'll be perfectly honest with you. But uh, this is the same 20 in the, on year 25 as it is year 20, right? Uh, it remains the same. Yeah, it certainly does, uh, Ken, and I appreciate you saying that and, and having me on. I would say that in some ways this has grown, uh, that, that his legend has grown in a way that, that I think everyone involved with Chris and the Street family could only have hoped it would. Uh, you know, I think there's a there's a tendency for somebody like uh, Chris, when, when that accident happens to be kind of a, a flash and you remember, and then everybody kind of moves on. Uh, and what I discovered five years ago when I talked to people that were close to him, and, and what I discovered today is that his memory is still as vibrant today as it was 25 years ago. And I talked to Rick Brown last night. Obviously, he had a he wrote a book right. uh, on Chris that just came out. And, and I said, what surprised you? And he said, what surprised me was somebody who died in 1993 can still bring people to tears. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's that kind of, of legacy of tragedy uh, that, that that life was cut short in that way in just the blink of an eye. And it, to me, it stands the test of time. I had not watched the show for a couple of years, and I put it in on, on Monday or Tuesday and watched it again, and, and I found myself caught up in it again. Uh, it just is, it's such a tragic story, and I just felt privileged to be able to tell it. Oh, it was very well done. It's on my DVR from five years ago. I go back every year and watch it, and uh, I will be doing the same tonight after high school hoops. Andy, you are a guy from the other side of the border over in Illinois. If I have my right. timeline correct, you were in high school in the time. Is that right? That's exactly right, yeah. So, and a big Illini fan. Right, yes, mm. I, I did know that, even though you went to the U. So what did it mean? Give us that perspective, because it, it's obviously different than me growing up in Iowa, and your perspective from a guy that rooted for a rival school. You know, I don't I don't remember a ton about when it happened, other than I remember it happening. And, and my only thought at the time was, I mean, damn, that's sad. You know, I didn't, I, Chris Street annoyed me when I was an Illini fan, because he was the guy that, you know, and, and I would seem to have kind of a parade of them yep. where the guy that would, that had the extra effort, that would get the foul calls, that was always over the end line. Well, would you just call him <laughs> over the end line? I'm supposed to pass the ball in, you know? And, and I, I just, I remember those feelings about him. And then when he died, uh, you know, I, I remember feeling sad but it did not affect my life in the way that it affected, obviously, people that, that were born and bred Hawkeyes. You know, and in fact, mm-hmm. to me, it was kind of, 
it, it kind of faded into history uh, reasonably quickly because Illinois had a pretty good team that year, and it was basketball. I'm a junior in high school. And, you know, you just don't – I guess you don't dwell on those sort of things when you're far away. To me also, that gave me a – it gave me a, a unique perspective when it came to putting that show together five years ago because I was kind of coming into it with fresh eyes in a way that I didn't know a lot of the stories. I knew the legend, uh, but I didn't know the personal stories. I didn't. I had talked to most of the people just casually at some point. Wade looking Bill or Fred Hoiberg, obviously mm-hmm. guys like that, you know. But mm-hmm. I but I did not uh, have the kind of ties to it. So being able to come into it. At, and, and jump into it both feet, I thought, gave me a chance to, to explore it in a way that, that people that are tied to it haven't had a chance to do. Yeah, that's what that's one of the things that struck me, the in-state rival names, you know, the, just the impact right. that it had on them as well. Last thing, I've got two things. Uh, th- this one, and, and, you know, you don't have to single anybody out, but maybe I'm going to ask you to, was there one was there one portion of that piece that um, you know that one of his teammates said something that maybe resonated more than some? And they're all good. I don't want. I don't want to you know, come across saying that. But was there one Andy that stood out above the others? To me, well, first of all, one of the things that stood out the most was was not an Iowa player, but Fred Hoiberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understood that they were contemporaries, but I didn't realize that they were friends. Yeah, nor did I. And and getting Fred, uh, initially he was one of the first people I called after I talked to the Street family, and and I and Fred's of course a college basketball coach at Iowa State. He's getting his program off the ground, and the busy time it was summertime. And I said, "Would you have five minutes to talk about Chris Street?" He said, "You let me know when." Oh. And and he gave me twenty minutes or half an hour of just of, of fantastic memories of what a person and he was, let alone what a player. Uh, But then to me, I think what stands out to this day is the memories of the teammates of the accident Uh, Mm -hmm. and and talking to James Winters and Wade and uh, some of the other guys, Kenyon Murray. A.C. Earl. uh, And and A.C. Earl, yeah, and having them all. A.C. was gone when the accident happened. He'd already left and gone back to campus, and he told the story in the show about how the professor, they're in night class together, the professor looks yeah. says, where's Chris? Yeah. He goes, I don't know. You know, but, but Wayne and Kenyon and James Winters, those guys drove by the accident. Right. And at the time, didn't know mm-hmm. that it was Chris Street. And they, did, they got back to campus, and James Winters says, it kind of dawned on it. That looked like Chris's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they realized the car wasn't in the parking lot. And, but the, the memories of those guys of that moment, uh, that'll stick with me for a long time. Because that's not, it's not an easy task to ask those guys to go back to the worst spot in their lives. Uh, and, and they were very forthright. And, and, and the memories kind of, the dam kind of broke. And these guys told stories about, you know, what it was like to be there in, in that moment. It's just, that's what I, I took away from it. And then, honestly, when I finished the show, when I finished editing the show, I had almost 20 minutes too much content mm. uh, for the show. I had to go back with a hatchet and cut a ton of great stuff out of it. And most of what got cut was stuff that is still happening today. The Chris Street golf outing mm-hmm. and the, bas- the youth basketball tournament and things like that, that where his legacy really continues on. 
that that is also what to me that's the most impressive part of the story is that you know the spirit continues it still does to this day so well told, Andy Garman. You yes. did a wonderful job. I have to assume that. Can you put uh, that stuff up on YouTube, good. or the boss is going to say no? Yeah, right. Well, well, we we have posted it on our website. Okay, now. that's it's great. On yeah. and on the app, so you could go. I don't know. It was up, and then our our website host changed or something, and, and somehow that video disappeared. I went to our web uh, manager and said, "Can we put that up?" And he goes, "Isn't it already?" Like, no, it hasn't been for a couple of years. But so it's up now. Uh, and there's links on Facebook and Twitter to, to go find it. Uh, and I just appreciate anybody taking 27 minutes to watch it. You'll be glad you did. That's all I'll say. You'll be glad that you found 27 minutes in your busy day to watch. So well done, Andy Garman. Thank Thanks. you for coming on. We appreciate it. We'll uh, talk down the road. Thanks, Andy. Look forward to it. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent. Good to talk to you. Andy Garman, uh, Sports Director, KCCI. So well done. Yes. And his teammates. And I'm glad Andy, Andy uh, mentioned that. Um, the night of takes you back yes. to that night. It's it's great. Watch it, folks. KCCI.com. Uh, I highly recommend that you do. We have younger listeners. I know a lot of people uh, get us via podcast as well. And maybe you don't know the story. And mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a generational thing. It's you know my generation mm-hmm. growing up, Iowa basketball, the way that it is. And I, I don't think that people understand the impact. It's not just. I didn't. It's just not a player dying no. in a car accident. It was so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, every year, I, I told Andy, I go back, I watch that piece every single year, and, well, I'll probably do it for every year that I'm still around. Right. It just, it's it's that embedded. That's what Iowa basketball was to me. Well, I, I look at, I'm glad you said that, because I didn't, under, until I watched this piece, I didn't get it. I tried to tell you last I, year. I, I know you did. I didn't. It's kind of like... Oh, your life's going to change when you have kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. sure. And then you have kids. Oh, I now uh, know. I know oh, what they mean. Yes. That's kind of how. Anyways, great, great, uh, great, great. Thank you to Wade Looking Bill and to Andy Garman. Uh, Dylan Montz is next. We're going to switch gears. Talk some Iowa State. Dylan interviewed. Had a one-on-one with Matt Campbell. He was part of the uh, teleconference yesterday with Mel Kuyper when he was asked about Joel Lanning and Alan Lazard. And we'll preview the hoops tomorrow as well. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune next. Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor, myself. Noon to two. Seventeen hundred KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Shop the kitchen and bath event for Home Depot exclusives like the Kohler Rubicon single-handle bath faucet. Now at a new lower price, just 79 bucks. It's brushed nickel finish and Art Deco style complement any decor. Contemporary, classic, yours. No one offers more Kohler for your kitchen and bath than the Home Depot. And right now, the Kohler Rubicon faucet is just 79 bucks. More saving, more doing. Valid through March 7th while supplies last. I met someone. You hear it a lot from people on Match, because more people have met their someone on Match than any other dating app. 
Everyone wants to find that meaningful connection. And Match is not only number one in first, but second dates, too. Now here's a free offer for our listeners. Go to Match.com slash view for seven days free. That's seven days completely free to search, view photos, and connect. This free offer is found at Match.com slash view. That's Match.com slash view. Match.com slash view. 1700 KBGG is your home for high school sports. Check out it here. Join me Tuesdays with Tip-Off Tuesdays and Fridays on Fast Break Fridays here on 1700 KBGG. Play-by-play action with girls, boys, doubleheaders, and high school wrestling taking the airwaves during these cold winter months. It all culminates with the state wrestling tournament from Wells Fargo Arena along with the girls and boys state basketball tournaments. Your home for high school sports in Central Iowa. 1700 KBGG. Carrie Hands Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net. For Wolf Construction, A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. Know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf 
Relief Wellness, 650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG in the 1 o'clock hour. Tom Caker will be here. So will the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen. We will uh, relive the moment of the Minnesota miracle. Minnesota-Minneapolis miracle. Minnesota miracle. Right? It, it's been called both. Yeah, PA like coined it Minneapolis, though. Well, That's what he said that. first. Right. Yeah, don't say that. You can get in trouble. No, I want to go, go with what he said. Right. He That was the first one out. Do you realize, we'll talk about this more the next hour, mm. he talked about we need a Minneapolis miracle yes. before the final play. I do. I do love that. that. I would state my need a miracle of their own oh. tomorrow to knock off Texas Tech, who's a pretty good basketball team. Oh, by the way, that's a damn good conference uh, from top to bottom. Uh, Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune joins us, AmesTrib.com, to read all of Dylan's content. And I have all week long his two-parter on his uh, sit-down with Matt Campbell. And then, of course, the uh, the Mel Kuyper uh, teleconference from yesterday. Uh, Dylan, great to uh, talk to you. How are you, Dylan Mont's? Doing pretty well today. I'm looking forward to getting out into this uh, balmy 40-degree weather and enjoying being outdoors for once. So I'm doing well. No, we could use some of this 40 degrees when we spent the week in frigid Memphis. God, that was cold on Beale Street. Uh, Anyways, let's uh, let's get to uh, your week. Uh, You've had some great content at AmesTrib.com. Let's start with the Matt Campbell. Uh, You you had a a two-part series of the interview with Coach Campbell. Like the way he did things. Um, You know, as we I think talked a couple of weeks ago, we were curious would they have a season-ending kind of recap press conference? They went one step better. Allowed you guys to come in and have a one-on-one with them. Your biggest takeaway from your sit-down with Coach Campbell, uh, all of which you can read at AmesTrib.com, your biggest takeaway was what? Yeah, I thought probably the most interesting thing, and I thought uh, he had a lot of good points and a lot of interesting points, but probably one of the most interesting to me was him talking about uh, the week after Texas and the week before Oklahoma, which uh, it all happened at the same time, but mm-hmm. how he kind of sensed maybe an imbalance in the football team and yep. something just didn't seem right. And so uh, they talked vividly about uh, going out and practicing in the rain and uh, Jacob Park actually stood in front of the team and said something which was really good. And uh, Joel Lanning, uh, I think that was uh, – he'd been practicing at quarterback a little bit, but that was the first time they, they put him back there with the intent that he might have a little bit bigger a role. And Matt Campbell said once he got back there and took a few snaps, it just it was like oh, the team kind of collected itself and came back together and found its balance again. I thought that was really insightful and and kind of um, now that the season's over, gave a little bit more perspective on maybe some of the things that were happening that week. So I thought that was probably the, the biggest thing I took away or the most interesting, I'll say. You know, it's a different time. You got the one-on-one and an opportunity to talk a little bit with, uh, with Coach Campbell. Normally at this time we're talking recruiting, last-second visits, who are going to be the – 22 to 25 guys that are going to sign on the dotted line. And I'm going to miss that, to be honest with you. I, I kind of am, too. It, so, it's, yeah. it's different. The, most of the haze in the bar. There's a couple news and notes. What do you got for us on the recruiting front leading into that, uh, that first week in February? Yeah, there are a few visitors this weekend, which have been reported in a few different spots. But it's really just kind of rounding out the class. Like like you said, I think they've got some of their highlights. they got some offensive linemen to kind of keep building that foundation there. Um, they've got Real Mitchell in the fold already, and he's on campus. But sounds like they'll have another quarterback on campus. Uh, kid is getting some offers. Um, you know, they'll have 
uh, defensive back just to kind of continue to build out there. But it's just really kind of finding the last few pieces here um, to kind of fall into place as you go ahead. But uh, like you said, it is kind of a different year with this being the first year of an early football signing period. That uh, we know basically all these names now, and it's, it's just kind of a handful of guys. But really, a lot of it is looking ahead to 2019, and um, they're they're getting out and obviously seeing those kids, and you know, obviously. Um, putting in the legwork now to, to be able to kind of round out that class. Uh, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune, is our guest. Dylan, yesterday you sat in on the uh, teleconference with uh, draft guru Mel Kuyper. It just goes to show you just how difficult it is to play in the NFL. The jump from college football to the NFL. I mean, we watch Alan Lazard. We think he's absolutely dominating the competition that he's playing against in the Big 12. And most Saturdays, that's exactly what is happening. Yet, Mel Kuyper comes in and, and talks to you guys and you know, picks apart a, a couple of things on his game. I think they're legit beefs or legit concerns, rather, at the NFL. And Kuyper's got him as a final day pick, which is rounds four, five, six, and seven in rapid fire fashion. Just goes to show you, I think, uh, as much as anything, um, just what it takes to play at the next level. Yeah, they can really needle everything about your game and really pick it apart. And and like you said, really analyze it to the nth degree uh, about what, what you can do well, what you what you maybe need to work on. And the, the biggest thing that Kuiper said as far as Alan Lazard's game was he catches in space really well, big body in his frame, um, obviously lent to that. And he, he's kind of grown in that over the years, but uh, just needs to find a way to, to get faster a little bit and, and get out of his break and his route a little bit better and create some separation because in, uh, in the NFL, Quarterbacks will stay in the pocket longer. There'll be more. There'll be a little bit more precision, and um, you know the, the routes have to be so on uh, for it all to work in the in the timely manner that that the teams want them to. So I think uh, that's probably the biggest thing for his game. It's something he certainly can get better at. And, uh, the more you're kind of uh, you know when it becomes your full time job, I guess you either you do it or you don't. So I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that he's probably working on right now, and and something he'll try to show a little bit more once he goes to uh, combines and pro days and things like that. Uh, one more on Joe Lanning just before we we switch to basketball. Kuiper thinks there's a chance Lanning gets his uh, name called at some point again on day three. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. He said obviously it's a it's a great story, but the thing that Joel can do so well as he showcased this past year, is he can kind of fit wherever you want him to. If you need him in a pinch somewhere, he can jump in and, and be uh, helpful there. Or he can be a good special teams guy because he's not afraid to get physical. And, and, you know, he can be so versatile and things like that. So I thought it was interesting because he could be a, a late-round guy, maybe sneak in there, six, seven round. Um, so that'll be something really to keep an eye on. But it certainly, um, you know, the East-West trying game will help kind of get his name out there even more than it already is. So, It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with him, too. Over to basketball, Dylan Bonds from the Ames Tribune. Dylan, uh, another tall, tall task in front. The depth of the Big 12, it's ridiculous. And and Texas Tech, not a team that you normally think about. You think Kansas, you think some of the good Baylor teams we've seen throughout the years. But, boy, Tech's playing very, very well. And they play some tight defense. Uh, seems like the Clones, they got to be locked in. It can't be the same kind of look we saw Wednesday night. Yeah, and I think probably the way the game went Wednesday night and the energy that you saw from the team, uh, I think Steve Brown will have, probably have their attention as they go into this game because you're back at home. Um, you know, and I think kind of all the stars aligned for, for things to go south in Fort Worth. Uh, Iowa State wasn't really locked in defensively, and 
Offensively, they struggled at times. Um, and TCU, even though they were one and four in the Big Twelve, that's still a top twenty-five team. So mm-hmm. I think uh, there's there's obviously things that uh, were discouraging or disappointing um, seen from that team on Wednesday. But uh, I think it's probably a thing that can, um, you know, I'm not saying necessarily that they'll win on Saturday, but I think it's something that can kind of reignite the focus a little bit more because that was obviously lacking uh, against TCU. Dillamont, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com. Dylan, thank you. We will uh, recap the weekend uh, with you on Monday. Do they not play Monday? I believe they do. They're right back on the floor Monday night, are they not? Texas, yeah, they're maybe? in Austin. On, yeah. Yeah, Texas. Yep. We'll preview that with you. Thank you very much, Dylan. Appreciate great work this week. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Good appreciate to talk it. to you. Uh, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com. Uh, to read Dylan's coverage of Iowa State, of course, Travis Hines as well. Tom Brady, this mm. is a thing. You're buying. He showed up at his press conference. He pushed yeah. his press conference back from yesterday to well, they, today. They trotted his center out yesterday. Well, that's who we want to hear from. <laughs> uh, and I love, because he, he didn't want to say anything that was going to get him in trouble. So he's ducking questions or asking about uh, Brady. He was he's like, well I'm not a doctor. Trent. Yeah. Brady showed up at his press conference wearing his gloves on oh, both hands. It's so good. They're trolling us. They're trolling us. I wonder if he's, that's... He's got a little but why bro- would you troll has, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because you're on the precipice of going to your eighth Super Bowl. But you got to do something. that for Minnesota? Yeah, that's Super Bowl week. They'll, they'll have other things up their sleeve. He's probably got a little bruise. He's going to be in a full body cast on Tuesday of uh, a media day in, in Minneapolis, That'd I would fun. think. That'd be fun. They're trolling us. Did you see the point spreads come down? I did see that. Nine and a half to seven and a half. Significant. Massive move. We'll take a timeout. Wish we could talk to Jason Simmel today, but we can't. He's tied up. But we'll talk to Tom Kankert. We'll also talk to Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. He's coming up at about a half, 40 minutes from now. We look forward to that. The 1 o'clock hour is next. Trent Connor and myself, uh, noon to 2, every Monday through Friday on 1700 KBGG. The Kansas City Chiefs. Play here. 1700 KBGG. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, Head Coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast. 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children one heart and one child at a time through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you in the mood for real? 
classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user, $1 million of coverage, $75 per month level rate for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110 per month, guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rate guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 1-800-569-5440. That's 1-800-569-5440. You're probably paying more than you should. Call Term Busters, 1-800-569-5440, or visit our website at termbusters.net. Remember, 1-800-569-5440. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting. Exam required to qualify. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish.